0: If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321. Give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast.
1: It's been a great morning so far. Uh, Wow, just such a great morning. And so everyone, those of you at home and those of you here, um, you make this moment turns out we make every moment. So no show of hands, but how many of you came in here with frustration? You can continue that moment. I give you permission. You don't need my permission. Um, uh, Or or how many of us are distracted? I'm finding distraction all the time. And it's interesting. I'm not on a lot of social media. Am I on any... Anybody, do I have any followers in here? (laughs) I I don't think I do. Um, Yet, yet I'm completely distracted by my phone. You ever been in an important meeting and somebody sends you something with the last little tag, LOL, and like you're, my impulse is just, I got to look at that, (laughs) even though this is important what's happening here. Um, Some of us are angry. And you can make it that moment also. I find myself, and and I'm curious how many of you find yourself in, like, conversations where, like, contempt and bitterness is kind of soaking in, in these conversations that I'm having in my head, by the way, because I I'm a dignified person. I'm not having them out loud with the people, with the subject matters, right? It's like, because uh, that's risky. Um, and, and, but I'm also finding myself in conversations where, like, there's appreciation and joy, right? <laughs> like, I appreciate so many people in my life and so many situations that God has brought to me. How many of you find yourself in those conversations also? Um, and how about, how about this one? There's someone that you don't hold in great esteem and wow, they did this thing that hurt you or is awful or whatever it is that we make up about it. But then it shifts to, oh, this person is self-centered. This person not only is, did a careless thing, this person doesn't care. And then real contempt starts to build up. Anybody relate to that? No. Thank you. (laughs) But then it happens over time and we start gathering evidence for the thing. And then you recognize that every time I think about this person, it's in contempt. Like, every time. Now, there are other conversations where every time I think about that person, it's actually affection, and it's joyful. And I think about, like, holy cow, what a brilliant, loving, caring person that is. And then every now and then, one thing sneaks in. It's like, wow, that was a pretty jacked-up thing that they did, However, they're not a jacked up person. They're caring and loving and all the thing. That's mostly what they are. And you know what? Most of the time, what do I do with it? What do you do with that? You you let it go. It's a one-off. You know what? That's not who they are. It's a thing. You know, they ate too much the night before. And they had indigestion and they said that careless little thing, but who they are is this. And we also have that conversation about God. Right? It's like, wow. I'll tell you right now where I am with God. It's really He is caring, loving, challenging, God's challenging me in ways that I know are for my good. I mean, I could tell you later, yesterday was a challenge. Like God threw stuff at me. And at the end of the day, thank you. A lot of learning, right? I have very few contemptuous moments with God because, you know, he's not out to get me. Right now is where I'm at with God. There, catch me after the pizza. (laughs) Some of us though here are in uh, like, I can't believe God would allow this to happen. I don't understand how he's letting this happen to my family member. Oh yeah, and he did this one good thing today. And then tomorrow it's like, no, God is a God who hurts people and there are people he cares about and people he doesn't care about and then we look through scripture or our experience and we can see oh yeah he has blessed that family but me i have to struggle with this situation and it is real suffering we are we really do suffer God with us. Joy to the world. Have a good day. (laughs) There's a book, which I'm rereading, and I'm glad I'm rereading it. Uh, Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me, uh, by uh, Carol uh, Tavris and Elliot Abrissom. It's a great book. And they have found where relational breakdown happens. And it's a ratio, and I'm a math guy, so if you give me a problem and I can apply a ratio to it, that's good, right? And the ratio is when, it's actually, if you can keep the contemptuous thoughts to the joyous loving thoughts in a ratio of five to one or better, one contemptuous thought for five joyous thoughts, you're in a good relationship, one that will flourish Which makes sense. How many of you um, are in a relationship with at least one other person in your life, right? How many times has that one other person that you have in mind done something that you're like, what in the heck are they thinking? Anybody ever had that? Someone? Yeah. Anybody have it this morning? not so far that's good good morning right yes what the heck really but then there's all the other things like the relationships I have with some people it's like yeah but you know that's a one-off you dismiss it and if it's big enough I had one yesterday with someone that it was big enough it was big enough to talk about it and we talked about it it was cool because I was really like, what the heck, Siri? It was more than that. It was like, I need to talk about this, right? And we talked about it. And it was great because you know what? My ratio with this person is not five to one. It's probably one and a hundred. Like, like this morning, so cool. My, my wife, who's awesome, I, I put my shirt on backwards, and she said, hey, you got your shirt on backwards, to which I said, awesome, thank you, right? Because I don't want to walk in here with an a inside-out shirt. That's not cool. Um, and the way I received it was, <laughs> she's looking out for me, man, because that girl's always looking out for me. I could have also said, what does she think, I'm stupid? Every time she points out every little thing, right? I could have done that, but my ratio is good. I'm in a good place. And I've been practicing this ratio, right? Because I am recognizing that actually I have a part to play in this moment. I don't want to be a guy who's given to anger. So when I get angry, how many of you know I probably get angry? Yeah, I get angry, right? So in that moment, I go to, no, hold on what is this person in my life? Boom, 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 boom. six. Because I I always go above and beyond, so I want to make sure I list six things to the one thing. Because I want to go, I want to do better. (laughs) Uh, I'm competitive that way. And honestly, that is shaping my life in pretty powerful ways. I mean, we've been in a discussion of joy, so those of you who are given to formulas, though I'm not given to principles, just we could have a whole different conversation. But if you're given to a practice, Right now, we're in this season where we're counting it. Now, I'm not at counting it all as joy yet, but I'm getting down the list, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, counting it as joy. So what's the relevance of this to the joy to the world? And I'm telling you, this is where I think what has been downloaded to us in Scripture is relevant always to me relevant to what's going on. Because how many, show of hands or whoop whoops, relate to this first five minutes of my talk? Right, is it every day? Yeah, it's every day, right, it's every day. So you're in an everyday uh, interaction where there is an ability to practice joy or contempt. And the question is, which one is winning? All right, cool. Man, this is so cool. Technology is amazing. Gosh, I mean, I have the Bible right here. It's so good. Um, so, there's a man in Luke chapter 2, there's a man, Simeon. Uh, and I'm going to read the story, I'm going to go through it rather quickly. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple and when The parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the customs of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and also for a sign that is opposed and the sword will pierce through your own soul also. So Simeon, devout and righteous man, And what's interesting, when I was reading that scripture, it says that the the Spirit was upon him. I'd always read it that the Spirit was upon him in that moment. But I have a real, real intuition that the Spirit had been upon Simeon for a very long time. Because he, I'm sure, is like me, who has been given to anger, contempt, joy, all of the feels, all of it, right? But Simeon at some point, and it's in his upbringing, at some point decided to start counting more and more of it and more and more of it and more and more of it and more and more of it it as joy. And what's interesting in his culture, there was a prayer, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. And what that means is that all of it is good and beautiful and worthy of praise and worthy to take in and worthy to smell and worthy to taste and worthy to feel. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your mind and all of your heart and all of your soul. All of it so that when God, man, Jesus shows up, Simeon could take him into his arms because he was not wrought with contempt and bitterness of how God had failed for 2,000 years, God. There are some who decided, you know what? I'm gonna take this into my own hand. It's time to start a rebellion. It's time to kill Romans. It's time to kill on God's behalf. Because what they had been feeding is contempt and anger. But Simeon had heard, "O Israel, the Lord is one. And he had actually day by day been taking in God's creation. I'm sure when he drank his tea in the morning, he could just appreciate the aroma. And when the sun rised, he gave thanks. Hero Israel, the Lord is one. And when Rome treated his people atrociously, he said, "Well, look at all. Oh, I had tea this morning that was filled with God's love. I do not hold this against God in contempt. This is the doing of man." And I am waiting for his salvation. And he had this intuition in his mind and in his body that he would see the day of glory. And then the little baby shows up. And I'm a fan of little itty bitty baby Jesus. And he just took Jesus into his arms. And all he could do was bless Mary and Joseph. Like you are the people that made this. Thank you, oh, Holy Father. It's a moment right now where this whole season is about how do we bring in the joy. I'm gonna tell you, unfortunately, I want the joy to download me, like take me over, so I don't have to do any work. I don't want to start counting the joy in people that I hold in contempt. I don't want to start seeing them as broken humans, people just like me that need to be loved and cared for and understood. I'd rather make them bad or broken. And I'm telling you, I'm not a bad communicator, so I can enroll you guys in making a case for why those people are bad and broken. And you will be so sympathetic. Oh my gosh, how did you endure it so long? And if you catch me doing that, check me. Because I'm enrolling you into some bad juju, into something that the Holy Spirit does not have for us. Here's the good news. The good news is that we get to partner with God and start counting the joy. Because until that moment, we're not going to be able to hold itty bitty Jesus and see him as the salvation of the world. So right now, I want you to just pause. Everybody inhale. And then exhale. We have three stations in the back. We're going to do a little exercise. There's going to be something to feel, something to taste, something to smell. And I want you to, guys, if you get an opportunity, go to all the stations. We have about 10 minutes. I'll look at my clock and I'll let you know. And I want you to sit with it and just breathe in, and whatever joyous memory comes up, sit with it for a moment. And thank the creator God that that exists in the world for you. And if you taste something and it tastes awful, thank God that he's given you senses where you actually get to choose the things that you bring into your palate. And if it tastes wonderful, which I have a feeling it's going to taste good, Just whatever emotion or memory comes up, sit with it and give thanks to the creator of that thing. Dear God, you are so good. And what's so cool for me personally is that no one's going to remember my talk, but they're going to remember pine cones, coffee, and looking into people's eyes. And I thank you for that. And my prayer is that we walk out of this room today recognizing we are the joy to the world in you. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.